The rustle of leaves through the wind. The hoot of an owl. Crickets. The crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the Scout Trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real-life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Scout On Chattanooga. I am Sean Whitfield. Joining me is the CEO of the Boy Scouts of America, Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey. Well, I am glad to be back with you guys in the studio, I think. (laughs) Cubmaster Kyle. Wait a minute. I don't know if that's a laugh or a cry. Have you? you, Are you okay over there? No, yeah, I've been... Uh, like listening and researching a lot of classic country so i did the old you know howdy from the grand Ole Opry. Oh, right. for some reason that tickled me a little bit or he was thinking of a country classic song and he started howling oh <laughs> 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 uh, well guys uh, i've had a vacation since we last talked um put on a chattanooga fitness expo Woo! and uh gotten a lot of business done so uh how's things both been going with you jared we'll start off with you pretty good since I've, last time we were together yeah i've not been on vacation um despite what some people may you think. were at the beach mm-hmm. not long ago weren't that, you? that was in may and that was great rumor has it i think by several members of the board that you've been on vacation since our last podcast. If by several members you mean that you and Kyle have decided to gang up. Yeah, that's right. I, I only work during the podcast recording. Yeah. That's it. But uh, no, things are going really well. And, you know, summer camp is is well underway. I know Kyle was up at Skymont. That a few was weeks my, ago. Vaca- my summer vacation was uh, being a camp commissioner. So. Thank you. Thank you. That's a volunteer Thanks. role. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's just great to see everybody getting out and about. Have you been to Skymont more than once? I have. You know, when you go, do you just go up for the day or do you spend several days or how does that work? So far, I just go up um, pretty much every Tuesday. Oh, every and, week. Huh? Uh-huh, every Tuesday during camp. And I join the visiting Scoutmasters for a steak dinner. So we cook steak and potatoes for the Scoutmasters on Tuesday nights. And Kyle was there for, I guess that was week one. Yeah, week one. I got to cook the steaks with uh, Ranger oh, David. Right. Yeah. yeah. Me and David so cooked all the steaks up. I understand it's about an hour and a half drive from Chattanooga, so you don't get back till late on Tuesday nights then. I get back pretty late, because it's actually on another time zone, too. So, yeah. you know, dinner is at, I think it was 6 central, right, Kyle? Yeah. And uh, so, so that's 7, seven o'clock here. our time. Usually we get done about 8.30 or so our mm-hmm. time, and... By the time I get back to the administration building and get back in the car, it's usually 9. So, yeah, you know, 10, 30, 11. I think there was one night I got back at 11, 30. So, do you do this every Tuesday during the summer months? I do. Wow. For as long as we have camp. Yeah. Now, uh, this week, I'm actually going down on Wednesday. Um, It's our Cub Scout week is closing out. It's our first time doing Cub Scout specific week it can only be 72 hours or less for that age group Mm -hmm. and so they'll actually be heading out about the time i'm getting up there on wednesday Mm -hmm. mid-morning for their activities sounds like you've got a busy schedule hey you got to stay you got to stay on it (laughs) well a little bit later in our podcast we're going to get some updates from you about uh, how things are going with the uh, cherokee area council but but before we do that cowboy or excuse me Cubmaster Kyle almost called you. We're having Kyle. the name debate again. <laughs> Kyle has several names. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. He, 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 he truly does. Legally, I think that you can have three separate aliases in the United States. So there you go. What, which which name does your wife call you? Uh, I can't say that on the podcast. <laughs> hey, 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 Kyle. True, There's children listening. Yeah. True or false? Did I introduce you as Cubmaster Kyle at camp? Do you remember? Did I do that? I think you just said Kyle. I just. Oh man. Yeah. I meant to say Cubmaster Kyle from you know from the podcast. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. know that you mentioned the podcast during the Scoutmaster dinner. You know, I should have. I mentioned it the next day during the Scoutmaster meeting. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you guys weren't up there signing autographs because so, there's so many people listening to well, Scout on Chattanooga podcast? Uh, a lot of people, you would think that we had, and I think it was at like 34% of our council attended Skymont or of all of the troops that came to Skymont this year, it was like 34, 35%. So you got to think a great deal of the scoutmasters and the scouts that were there are actually out of council. So they wouldn't necessarily know who Cubmaster Kyle and the podcast is to begin with. So there you go. Gotcha. So what was the uh, visit like for you? You went up to Skymont? For Skymont? It was yeah. super fun. I, um, I had a really good time. I stayed extremely busy. It rained the entire week that we were there, but um, it was all in all good because I've you know I've been back into Cub Scouting for a few years now, but not Scouts BSA. So being able to see you know the older kids get to go and do and to see all of that sort of stuff going on was awesome, and to be able to to spend time helping you know camp you know get some updates done and doing some campsite inspections and finding you know just week one is always a extremely busy week because there's stuff that you didn't realize needed to be fixed that we've got to go fix and that sort of stuff so that was my main focus as a camp commissioner was trying to get all that stuff you know figured out and so. thank you for doing that because that's a big that's a big role and you know we weren't able to have summer camp last summer due to the pandemic you'd think that our facilities and uh, our programs, you know, hey, you got two years to get ready for it, right? Mm -hmm. But the reality of it, and, and Kyle, I think we discussed this during our week at camp, is that when the camp isn't being used, your scouts often leaves, leave things better than they found it. So if they're using it, uh, they're actually improving camp. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have that last year. So this year, there was definitely a lot of ground to make up. So thank you, Kyle, for helping with that. My pleasure. It was an honor. And I'm glad to see some of the tremendous things that all the kids got to do these past three weeks up there. Did so. you get to do anything? Any of the, the special adult activities? I um, Shooting sports? or I did get to do shooting sports on snow, on snow day. And then... Um, I also, I didn't get to actually participate in it because I was the one running it, but I got to do caveman golf with everybody, and that was fun to see. Well, that the, sounds like something Sean could see do. the dress ups and everything. <laughs> I don't. Do you, does he have? Does he have his totem chip? Like, can he whittle a stick to be able? See, to... See, this is. Hey, it's been it? a long time since I've done that, but uh, it would bring back some memories. I was just sitting here thinking for people out there listening that are like myself, never been to Skymont, have never been to camp. Can you give us a, a brief overview of what a day's like? As a youth or as an adult? Yes, because uh, it's just too, general. Well, a general day at, at summer camp at Skymont Scout Reservation for a kid is you wake up, you go to Flags at 7 o'clock in the morning there. From that, you go to breakfast, and then you have program area that you go and visit until lunch. Then you have some free time after lunch until you go back to program areas. And in the program areas, you're earning merit badges. You're earning, if you're a first-year scouter, you're working on your tenderfoot. Or maybe if you're close to getting your eagle rank, you're working on those last couple of big merit badges in our trail to eagle area, trying to get some of that stuff done there. And then there's an open program time where maybe you didn't take the swimming merit badge, but you want to go swimming in the evening. Well, after dinner, you can go do that. So... That's kind of like a scout for an adult. You're, you know, helping facilitate your scouts making it to their stuff on time. If there's any issues, you're helping try to fix those. You're getting in uh, at least a nap every day, having three or four cups of coffee and <laughs> coming to the scoutmaster meetings, participating in um, caveman golf. So you is, do have time for a nap? Sometimes. Some scoutmasters hmm. do. You take turns. <laughs> One gets a nap while so, the other one's So if away. somebody disappears and you notice they're gone, usually they're... They're probably a, laid up in a hammock somewhere. Yeah, take, getting a nap in. All right. But it, it's busy busy and fun, but busy for really everybody. Yeah, so at Scouts BSA camp, we squeeze a lot in. Yeah. So there's a lot of activities. And the cool thing is you get to choose which activities you do. So it's not like some camps where... Everybody just does the same program, and, you know, that specific day is this program. Every single youth camper 
gets to choose the things that they do throughout the week and uh, many of them up to six or eight different mm-hmm. programs some of them continue through the whole week like the ATV course you know where it happens once a day for for as many days as they're there um, others are just happening on one particular day mm-hmm. hmm. and then um open program i mean that's super fun for the kids because they may have not ever been able to get on a climbing tower before so they're able to go and do that with um with our cope staff that's up there what uh, wildlife do you guys see up at skyline oh all kinds we uh turkey we, we had a ton of snakes <laughs> week <laughs> one on. when i was there now now cub master kyle has to put his commissioner kyle hat on because on the radios at Skymon, we don't call them snakes, right? We call them danger noodles. <laughs> danger noodles. <laughs> Did you I'm know that? I never heard that over the radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, when uh, we had a Scoutmaster catch one, <laughs> and I had to radio it to, you know, have it move to a safer area. <laughs> I just said, safe hey, for there's the a snake or safe thing. for the. That's what I called it. A slithery thing? Yeah. Huh. It, I Do mean, you it ever was kill these snakes? Snake, but no, no, we just no, relocate. We don't kill the. We no. take care of nature here. Yeah. not snakes. Well, this I one, mean, this one actually helps. It's a, it was a rat snake. It helps. Yeah, um, that's a good snake. You call yeah. in a cat to handle the rats, not a snake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we want a bunch of cats running around Skyline. <laughs> so, so Sean. Oh, we did see turkeys. Yeah, I saw turkeys and I saw a couple deer as well. I was wondering if there's any there. deer, any. Yeah. Uh, any fox? Any? I didn't see other... a fox. Armadillos have made their way up there. I did really? not see I did not any. That. I didn't see any in Skymont, but I saw some on the road on the way to Skymont. Do you guys see this video? This is way off topic. Did you see this video of a cougar on Elder Mountain? You seen this online? Mm-mm. No. It's off somebody's back porch on Elder Mountain. There's a cougar. Hmm. It's like the first spotted in this area. Well, just take us off the subject of Skymon. I was really yeah. getting into it. <laughs> well, I want to know. I, I kind of want to know about Sean's fitness expo. It was uh, it was very good. It it's a bodybuilding and a fitness competition. It was the first Saturday in June at the Embassy Suites Hotel. Um, our very first one, very well attended. And um, if you're into bodybuilding, fitness, or health, it was a place to be. That's awesome. So well, you know, we that's part of that's part of what we do at Boy Scouts is promote healthy lifestyles mm-hmm. and uh, and healthy living habits. And that's actually one of the required merit badges. Mm-hmm. Am personal I right? Personal fitness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The personal fitness merit badge, which was um, you can begin it at Skymont. So while some kids were up there at summer camp, they were able to start that merit badge. Is it like uh, physical fitness activities? Yeah, you have to monitor yourself for, is it 30 days or 60 days? I think it's 30 it recently still. changed? I, I don't know. know. Maybe. Is there running, push-ups, sit-ups, that kind of thing? Yeah, there's there? a whole list of stuff mm-hmm. yeah, that you have to to watch yourself. You had to do it every single day and write down your findings. Hmm. Yeah, so, so the, the point is not just experiencing it, but learning how to note and promote personal growth through that experience. Yeah. Which I guess is, I mean, eventually, I mean, you probably have people that were at the fitness expo that were scouts, and that might have been one of their first exposures to continual mm. growth in, in health and fitness. I don't know. Yeah, gosh, I, it could be. I have no idea. If I mean, you've got some. A scout. You've got really dedicated people that go to those things. I think I saw yeah. it on social media. Yes. I saw some of the winners, and wow, impressive. Yeah. You know, a fun fact I was actually supposed to guest pose there at the chattanooga fitness i'm sorry did you say guest pose yeah they didn't want me in the actual competition so um he could have been our our pro our our guest poser well i was already i was already busy with skymont you know i had to i had to go ahead and be up at skymont so unfortunately i wasn't able to guest pose um this year but but maybe next year. Can you just imagine what Big Daddy or Cubmaster Kyle would look like in a pair of, of speedo type bodybuilding briefs? Oh my goodness! On the stage, under the lights. All right. 
this mean, may just, not be just, podcast just appropriate. The, <laughs> as as, as uh, Cowboy Kyle would say in radio, the theater of the mind, and it just turned into a horror movie. <laughs> All right, I'm changing the subject. Before, before you we brought get it up with our first segment, we kind of just wanted to have some fun with each other, and we've got some questions that have been asked from people that listen to the podcast, and then we kind of wanted to ask each other our own questions for a few. So, I we wanted got to questions. Go, yeah, I wanted to oh go my. first, but this, don't but don't we need to take a quick break before we get into that? Well, I guess we do now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's time for a quick break. For Jared Pickens, Cupmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield. And more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. At the Boy Scouts of America, our oath remains. A scout pledges to be kind, helpful, and brave. We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment where Scouts can establish the foundations of character that will last a lifetime. Our approach ensures the Boy Scouts of America is building the youth of today into the leaders we'll turn to tomorrow. The Boy Scouts of America. Building character is in our nature. Visit scouting.org to learn more about scouting. For more than a hundred years, the Order of the Arrow has recognized scouts and scout leaders who best exemplify the scout oath and law in their daily lives. Arrow men are known for maintaining camping traditions and spirit and for providing cheerful service to others. OA service, activities, adventures, and training for youth and adults are models of quality leadership, development, and programming that enrich and help to extend scouting to America's youth. For more info on the OA and scouting in our area, Area, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. And we are at a portion uh, or in a portion of uh, today's podcast. We're going to do something a little different and unique. We're going to get to know one another. And uh, before we, uh, <laughs> which can be very scary. <laughs> we're we're going to get to know oh each other more than we already do. And before we uh, went into a break, Cupmaster Kyle started to share with us what we were going to be doing. And so, Kyle, I'll let you take over. Yeah, so this is this is some questions that have been asked by our listeners, plus it's some questions that we may have for each other. So um, just a little get-to-know, like a summer edition of the podcast. Summer edition. We I do like have our campfire conversation is um, Sophia Lima from 1147 that's going to be on with us next. But before we... Um, get with Sophia here on the Campfire Conversation. We're just going to have a little conversation of our own. Does that sound good to everybody? Conversation of our own. I can't wait. (laughs) Are you ready for this? My first question is for Jared. Hold on. Hold hold on. I didn't know these were specific to the individual. They can can be specific to the individual. So you're going to ask me questions you're not going to ask Sean? Yeah. That could be fun. we'll (laughs) We'll make him answer this one as well. If you were on a TV sitcom... Which one would you star in? It can be, you know, canceled, still on the air, doesn't matter. TV sitcom. Like like uh straight up drama or are we talking like a comedy? It doesn't type? matter. Just a, a TV. We'll say TV show to make it general enough for you. Wow, that is I have never <laughs> considered that. I have never considered that. Ought to be easy. I had two that came to my mind immediately. Oh well go ahead, because I have no idea. Listen here. Uh mine is three is company. Okay. You remember that show uh-huh. years ago? Where well, I remember the reruns. Yeah, I didn't see what the was first it? Jack runs. was living with Suzanne Summers, the blonde, and mm-hmm. and then the uh, brunette. That would be the first one that comes to mind. The second would be Sanford and Son. I'd be Fred Sanford. <laughs> Here I come, Elizabeth. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about, but you know, these are shows I was watching back when I was a kid. Today, oh my goodness! Uh, you know, I, I'm watch, mostly watch sports and news, so uh, maybe I'd be MacGyver. <laughs> okay, that, Hold on. that'd be one. I thought idea. you said you were only a Cub Scout, though. I feel like MacGyver, like you'd have to at least made it through yeah. Scouts PSA. At least, at least, at least. Hey, I'm just impressed that All we right, got your a turn, TV then. through the decades <laughs> with Sean. <laughs> <laughs> most people that are listening to this podcast don't even remember those sitcoms i've seen all those sitcoms all okay right, so i got mine. you i got it okay frazier 
Frazier. Frazier. Gotcha. Only because whenever me and Ashley run out of things to watch, we go back and watch a few episodes of Frazier. So it's taken years and years. But it's actually it's actually pretty funny. I've never even watched. You never have. Frasier. It's pretty funny. I feel yeah. as though you would be a Friends character. Like you could easily be like Joey on Friends. Though. What is that? Okay, I've never watched Friends. I haven't well, he, either. You know, he's the the fun guy on there. I'm the fun guy. Yeah. Hey, there you that's go. not bad. <laughs> All right, now you answer your own question. Dukes of Hazard. Uh, you know, I was thinking Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> he could be Uncle Jesse. Or either that or green, probably Green Acres. I used to watch that with my grandpa back uh-huh, in the day. Uh-huh. So if we're talking like classic sitcom, I could see myself as Green Acres. <laughs> or, or the are you, uh, are farm. Are you Jaja Gabor? Is that the... No. <laughs> What no. what is what is the uh, show that used to be on all the time since you've got the beard and all going on that we say oh, Duck, yeah. Dynasty. Duck Dynasty? That's a reality show though. Well, still it, it's it's a it's a show that's okay. got characters and all. Way to get I definitive on, on us here, okay. Master Kyle. All right, all right. Who's got the next question? Jerry, do you want to go? Um, what is your favorite game or sport to watch? Mm, to watch and why? Favorite game or sport to watch and why? E- either one of you Mine's can begin. Mine's football. Um, definitely football. In specific, college football. Not a huge professional football watcher, but I do love me some college football. Who's your team? Go dogs. Oh, man. I would go with football of any type, pro, college, or high school. And then it would be NASCAR second. Na- oh, that's right. Forget about the NASCAR ties. Yeah. So who's your who are your teams your football teams? Uh, pro, I've always uh, been a big follower of the Atlanta Falcons, sort of the home team. College, it's always been George Bulldogs and NASCAR. You know, there's there's so many that uh, I'm not a specific fan of any particular driver, but uh, just and like you know like the entire sport. So I'll say I'll answer my own question and say first. Big football fan, college, agree with you, Cub Master Kyle. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I got to go against my red friends here and say we live in big orange country, so go Vols. And uh, there's a brighter hope on the future, hopefully, <laughs> for us University of Tennessee fans. Also also a tit- Titans fan, native of Nashville. I do so like the Titans. Tighten up. When I watch pro football, I'm a Titans guy. But but I'll go in with a different answer and say that over, uh, over the last 15 years or so, I've really gotten into soccer. European soccer. And so I'm a Liverpool football club fan in the English Premier League. Mm-hmm. And uh, the European Championships are going on right now. So it's very exciting to see the national teams play. So. How do you watch that on replay, though? Because aren't those games at like midnight or one o'clock in the morning our time? A lot of them? I mean, the, some of them are really early in the morning. Gotcha. So you, you got to get up, wake up to watch to, those. To watch it. Sometimes. I got you. Yeah. All right. I've got a question for you, Jerry, and I'm going to take this from your list. So Uh-oh. you're just going to have to uh, <clears throat> accept it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. What is your biggest complaint about your career? You, man, that is just so tough. I mean, I, I just enjoy every, I guess my complaint would be that there's not enough hours in the day for me to, uh, to do everything. And sometimes that, that definitely gets, uh, a little irritating because I just like to like to answer all the emails and I, answer I, all the phone calls. Okay, yep. so and what is the favorite part of your job? I would say just interacting and working with people. I, I really enjoy that, and it's been great to be here. It seems like I've been here a lot longer than nine months, but just to get around town and and meet folks and talk about the good work they're doing in the community, whether they're on our board or not. You know, Friday I had lunch with Dr. Elaine Swafford of Chattanooga Girls Leadership Academy. And that was just a fascinating conversation to see what's been built um, down there in the Highland Park neighborhood. And, uh, you know, the folks that have been on the podcast have been so, so interesting. I'm a big learner. I like to learn about things. And so I enjoy talking with other people and learning about their experiences. Now, here's a five point bonus question. Oh, my. What is the biggest complaint about your wife? Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Don't answer it. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to bleed That's why the, you get five-minute bonus. My or five, goodness. Five, five okay. Bonus. Way to throw him into the wow. fire. Jeez. What is the, what is the most favorite thing about your wife? I mean, she's just a great person, you know? I mean, she's just an outstanding person. She cares. 
And uh, she does an amazing job with our son, Theodore, and really helps keep me in check on some some of that. I you think know, she picked simmers up 10 bonus points on that one. Well, with her, maybe for sure, hopefully. But um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and she's and I tell you what, too, um, you know, you talk about, hey, the board's listening to your uh, to your answers, Jared. But um, Ashley's actually a big reason why I've cur- I've continued in this career. And uh, from time to time, you know, she'll come to me. And she'll say, hey, I really think it's great. You work for the Boy Scouts. And I like that our family gets to be a part of that. So that's got to be encouraging. It's very encouraging. Yeah. Very well said. All right. Uh, Come Master Kyle. What is the uh, biggest complaint about your job? Man, I don't know. Do, I, do people know what Come Master Kyle does? Do I'm, they know? I'm a radio DJ and an audio producer. So that's what I do. I would say if, if <laughs> that's, I would, a big, that's a big deal. If I were you, I would say that I work for such a big company that sometimes things don't maybe go as quickly because it's not a small local company that you work for. Yeah, I I could definitely see that. Sometimes things are, you know, hurry up and wait type situations and kind of like you, whereas there's just not enough hours in the day and you wish you could get everything done, but it's got to roll over to the next day. When I get something on my task list, I don't want to put it off to the next day. I want to I want to get it done. So that's probably my biggest complaint is not being able to complete everything in a single day when it's something I would like you, to you do. You are good about a task list, I've noticed. Just yep. a real overachiever, really. Me? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know about that. Either that or I'm on your <laughs> your uh, your task list. I'll call Jared. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and what is Jared. What is your favorite part of your job? Man, it's just fun. I get to play on the radio, you know. I'm not out digging ditches for a living. And, and, uh, and to share this with people listening, and Jared may not know this, tell folks what you said your dream was on class day when you were a senior in high school. I said that I wanted to be DJ Big Nasty on US 101. That's what it says in wow. my yearbook. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what he, that's what he said on class day. You did it. A senior in high school, and he accomplished that goal. Now, how many or how often does that happen? I'd say very... Well, I mean, I didn't get to use the small big percentage. nasty part, so. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that was probably a good thing because that's probably saved your career. <laughs> but to be able to, you know, accomplish something that uh, you had a dream about, you know, when you're in high school. I would say the biggest complaint, and this is my own fault, and I'm, I'm going to fix this soon. Uh, you know, I was in the oil business until a few months ago, my entire career, thirty, nearly 35 years, and. I've had Whitfield Media Group for, well, just celebrated 20 years of uh, Racing Talk Radio on Rock 105. Congratulations. Uh, Well, thank you. And uh, I would say that uh, I need to add some staff because I try to do everything myself, always looking at overhead, always looking at ways, you know, to do business more efficiently. And so I'd say that's my biggest complaint, and and I'm going to correct that in the near future. Uh, I'd say the favorite part of that is... um, Working with people, um, having the opportunity to, uh, you know, be on the radio, uh, work with people, uh, having business relationships uh, would be my favorite part. So I have a couple of questions that I thought would be interesting to continue with. Okay. Cub Master Kyle, Uh we'll start with you. Okay. Either a book you've been reading recently or a favorite series of books or author. Oh, gotcha. I'll tell you, I'm more of a listener. I'm an audio guy mm-hmm. than a reader. If I pick up a book, imagine and read that, it, Sean. 15, the radio guy's an yeah. audio guy. Fifteen, <laughs> you know, fifteen minutes in, I'll probably wind up falling asleep. But uh, I audible a lot. And, that counts. Um, that counts. So our friends over at the Dayfire Podcast, they had uh, a guy on. Uh, I can't remember his name to save my life, but they had a guy on that hiked the AT that had never been hiking in his life, and he hiked the entire AT. Oh, my gosh. And really? he has a book. When you say AT, you're talking about the Appalachian Trail. The Appalachian Trail. Trail. Okay. And That's huge. Yeah. So he has a book called The Unlikely Through Hiker, mm-hmm. which through hikers are, you know, they're section hikers of the AT that only do certain sections and through hikers that go all the way to Katahdin, Maine, start mm-hmm. here in the Blue Ridge Mountains and then go all the way up. And he did the whole thing, and I'm – listening to his book just learning from experience and it's almost like some of the stuff that i've learned in scouting over the years that he's learning while he's on the trail wow you know is this inspiring you to do this hike 
I, there's no way I would survive this because I think to get it done in six months, you have to go like nine miles a day or something like that to be able to finish it in six months. So I don't, I'm way too out of shape for that. But just like listening to his struggles and his things like that of him learning, like his his pack was way overweight when he first started and, you know, just trying to learn all that stuff. Super interesting. And then I love the Harry Bosch series books from Michael Conley. I've read every single one of them. I, so. I watched that show on, is it Amazon? Yeah, it was the based, final season just came out. Well, I guess I know what me and Ashley are watching tonight. Yeah. I did not know final that. Final season came out last week. So, Wow. Hey, so that's a great um, answer. Thank you, Cubmaster Kyle. No problem. I, that is really fascinating. I got to so, look up that guy's name. Yeah. And Sean, I'll, I'll pivot the question over to you I think we're out here. of time. We're, we got to have a break. <laughs> so, it's, so the question is, uh, what are you reading lately or favorite book, series, or I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I picked up and read a book. I read magazines, read stuff online, but I could not even tell you the last time I read well, a go book. Well, with, go with magazine then. That counts. That's a book. Uh, it's a small book. Popular Mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> Is it NASCAR Weekly? It, it's, usually, a- it's usually sports related. Uh, college football and you know NASCAR related, that, that type of thing. Um, and I used to read a lot of business books and magazines, but it's been a while since I've done any of that. Well, that's a good answer, though. I, I find you know. myself listening more and more to podcasts and... Um, Kind of taking that as, as my time that I guess I would normally so, spend reading. Something. So do you have a favorite podcast then? Is that your... It's that you Scout like on Chattanooga? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's Vital Health Radio Download, your home radio download. He's naming all of them. Yeah, I'm looking at the sign <laughs> yes. behind it. <laughs> on the move radio download. This is... This is- this is convenient. <laughs> I'd had to get a shameless plug in. Well, those are those are all. <laughs> Just go to your favorite answers. app locator podcast platform and search those shows. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll, I'll answer this question, but Cubmaster Kyle is frantically waving me down because oh, he's yeah. found the uh, his the name is Derek Lugo. If you Derek want to check. Lugo, yeah, that's the guy's name from the Bronx. Had never hiked the AT and hiked the entire thing, and it's about his journey. So. That is fascinating. Hmm. And what was the podcast you said that we could? find this story on day fire podcast yeah they did a uh, interview with him clint powell and dawson uh wheeler so shout out to those guys yeah i'll answer the question and say that right now i actually am in the middle of a personal reading challenge and i'm doing a lot of books on tape too come master kyle and uh i've made it through i think six this year and my seventh that i'm working on right now is theodore rex which is a biography of theodore roosevelt while he was president by Edmund Morris. Mm. And I am 13 hours in and I got 13 hours to go on on the podcast. Nice. But I will give a shameless plug to one of my favorite authors that I've read a lot of books this year. A new one I found is Malcolm Gladwell, who is a um, kind of a, a journalist and he writes on uh, sociology and psychology and mm-hmm. really interesting stories about people. Books like Outliers, Talking to Strangers, and The Tipping Point, um, which I've read recently. So those are ones that I've, I've really enjoyed. Well, guys, we are a little bit over time. we got to head to a break. When we come back, we will continue. I am Sean Whitfield, along with Jared Pickens and Cub Master Kyle. We've got more to come of Scout on Chattanooga after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. Oh. Hello there, my name is Dax, and I'm a Cub Scout. I'm here to talk to you today about becoming a Cub Scout, like me. Cub Scouts get badges for doing fun activities. We make friends. Scouts go camping, climbing, fishing, and swimming together. We have fun, we play sports, go to parades. Scouts also help people and become the best versions of themselves. Visit BeASCOUT.org to find a pack near you. And now, Scout on Chattanooga's Campfire Conversation. A sit-down with a real-life scout with an incredible story. And welcome into this month's Campfire Conversation. Cubmaster Kyle here, as well as Jared Pickens. And we have a, uh, a couple of newbies to the podcast. We have Miss Sophia Lima, a senior patrol leader of Troop 1147, and also assistant scoutmaster 
uh, Will Council is here as well. Sophia, I want to start with you. Uh, for those that are kind of new to scouting, they may not know what a senior patrol leader is. So can you kind of explain what your role is with the troop on a regular basis, like during your meetings and outings and things? Well, the SPL is basically the person that takes care of everything. They're the highest ranking youth leader. So they would um, they would be the person that would arrange what to do at meetings. What would you talk about? What activities would you be doing? And then you also have the ASPL who helps out the SPL. Gotcha. And recently you got to put a lot of that to the test while you were at uh, Skymont Scout Reservation. I remember seeing you around there. Week number one, you're camping with your brother, Troop 147. And I know that y'all stepped it up and was able to win the crack skillet, right? And I'm sure that you had a big part in that. Yeah, we um, both troops helped each other out by cleaning up. We in the mornings, we would help them put up their tents all nice and they would help us since we were sharing a campsite. We would both, um, yeah, clean, clean up the bathrooms and share responsibilities, even though we were separate. And that's that's a great collaboration that we see uh, very often uh, at Skymont Scout Reservation. They're brother-sister troop that are from the same chartered organization. Will, you're actually a part of those. Both troops won the crack skillet. How does that feel to be able to take two of the five days at Skymont to be able to win the best campsite inspection? Uh, that was a big moment. Uh, really excited the first day and then turn around two days later and the girls uh, came home with it. So very, very happy for them. They did a great job and uh, continued to work on their scores throughout the week. So good, okay, good job on that SPL. So, Sophia, you got to tell me, what the heck is a cracked skillet? And can you even cook anything in it? Pretty sure you can't cook anything with it because the Cracked Skillet Award is basically, as uh, Kyle said, it's an award for cleanliest campsite. And what you do once you get it is that you kind of, there. it's sectioned out into like a little, well, sectioned out into sections, obviously. And you paint it with acrylic paint, like your troop number and a background. So throughout and, the week it, at camp, people earn kind of a slice of it every single day. Yes. So first day, someone goes to check our campsites and one, 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 four, seven, one that day. So they would paint and then the, and it keeps going all throughout the week. That's now you, uh, I have to ask you this because I've actually forgot it, but y'all have an awesome patrol name that you uh, put on the crack skillet as well. Is that right? What, what's your yeah. patrol's name? We are the poison dart frogs. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Do you have a, is it, is it a particular color of poison dart frog that you've adopted as your mascot? Three specifically, purple, blue, and green. Green. Oh my goodness. So we're talking like a posse of poison dart frogs. Yes. <laughs> yes. They have a great um, chant with that or cheer if you want to, because it's very appropriate. What is it, Sophia? Um, it's touch us and die. <laughs> <laughs> Well, clearly, at least for one day during summer camp, Troop 1147 was untouchable by winning the Krat Skillet. So congratulations yes. on living up to that incredible moniker. Thank you. So uh, let me ask you this, since you recently got back from Skymont Scout Reservation, what was probably your most fun um, thing that you were able to do while you were up there at summer camp this year? Now, it isn't very scouty, but I learned how to play Magic the Gathering up there. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I truly like it a lot. I'm, I have my own starter deck now, and we played it while our merit badges, some of them like ended early and we'd play after once we had time. And it was very fun. I enjoyed it very much learning and losing for, for a hot minute. So that's fantastic. But was there a particular merit badge class that you really enjoyed more than others? I would say first aid, my first class of the day, I really enjoyed. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you covered and what were some of the more memorable aspects of the first aid merit badge? Well, first of all, it was the first class of the day, so everyone was drowsy and we, um, it was always fun to make up jokes and make them laugh. And second of all, you kind of learn how to help someone if they're in specific situations. The counselor is also very nice. Is there a specific situation that sticks out to you as something that would be very, uh, very tough for you to do that you now feel prepared to uh, to be ready for car crashes specifically. I did not know that you had to turn off the car before trying to help the person inside because the car might explode. I did not know that. And it was very interesting to learn because I could have made that mistake in 
it it's real. Any of us could make that mistake for sure. What about a favorite program area? You know, we've got all these different, you know, shooting sports and waterfront and activities like that. What were some of your favorite activities like that at Skymont? During free time, all of us, um, the whole, around half of the trip, we went down to um, the climbing tower and some of us did rock climbing some of the zip lining and i loved the zip lining i still need to get cub master kyle on the zip line cub master kyle you were at camp for a week did you get a chance to get on the zip line no will kept me busy trying to do commissioner <laughs> type things <laughs> so no, plus, doesn't that thing have a weight limit <laughs> i'm sure we can hold you so so will you were there you've heard some of uh of Sophia's favorite merit badge and program areas. Are any, are there any that stuck out to you as very memorable this year? Uh, something like the, oh, shooting sports. Maybe we had some brand new programs up there. We did cowboy action shooting for the first time. We also did paintball and airsoft. We had the archery, new improved. So a lot of fun. I helped out uh, up there the entire week. So a lot of fun with it and a lot of things going forward, looking forward to continuing improvements in those programs. So we have the, uh, the staff of shooting sports really had a good time with the cowboy action as well. Didn't they? Oh yeah. Yeah. They've been waiting for that. They, they've been, uh, they'd had their uniforms, their costumes ready, uh, months in advance. So they were, it, it was quite enjoyable to see that. So for everybody listening to this episode right now, who's thinking, oh my goodness, how many cowboys were harmed in this cowboy shooting? Can you (laughs) just kind of give a quick overview that no cowboys were in fact harmed in this activity, but we did do what? We got to use a six-shooter pistol, 22. We also used a lever action Henry rifle and a stagecoach shotgun. And in all cases, we were shooting at metal plinker targets. The participants, the scouts, had to come up with a country name, a Western name, and state their name and their business, such as I'm Cowboy Luke, and I don't need no stinking badges. And then you have to step up to the line and uh, go through the shooting skills. So it was a lot of fun. Once they figured it out, it's all for fun, and we were very careful with everything. Uh, so everybody had a blast. Jared, what would be um, what would be your cowboy name, and what would your huh. line be? That's a great question, <laughs> Sophia. I'm coming to you next. Okay. Oh man, Sophia, do you know yours? Because I I've got to think on mine. I already have a nickname, which is Lima Bean. So because my last name is Lima, so oh, like a lima there. bean. Yeah. Yeah. My line would be. I, I'm I'm still figuring that part out. <laughs> How about okay, come master Kyle? I've got one. Are you ready? All right, let's hear it. How about Sheriff Pickens? <laughs> Shoot no, for the stars. Do what? <laughs> Shoot for the stars. I don't know. You better not put that in the podcast. I think Kyle. it's supposed to be Shoot for the Moon, and even if you miss, you'll be among the stars. Right? That works. Hey, that sounds pretty cheesy, right? Aim for the stars, and if you hit the moon, it's still further than you've ever been. Hey, hey. there you go. That works, too. That works. Oh, pretty sure fantastic. the 22 will not reach that far, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> always keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. I'm not sure shooting at the moon is a safe direction, but we'll work on that. So, um, so Sophia, as one of our first in this area, girl, Scouts BSA, troops you serve in a leadership position is your troop very excited about what's to come for girls that are involved in scouting we have we have been working very hard and trying to find a bunch of activities for us to do this coming autumn and fall and spring so far as to we have a utah trip marked for december we are we are going to go fil- visit one of our fellow scouts who moved over there recently and we are all going to get on an airplane and go over and ski Oh my goodness, that sounds great. So you're, uh, are you on the front end or the back end of your term as senior patrol leader? I'm more on the back end. I've been, I've been senior patrol leader, I think since November, since we split off from the boys troop. And now I've been, I'm more experienced now. So I'm really hoping to give, give off my SPL to someone that can learn from it. So what are some words of advice? If, if you were to give words of advice to someone who would take over next as senior patrol leader of 1147, what would you tell them? Listen to your uh, scouts because they sometimes have very good ideas too. It's something that really helped me because at first I don't think I really was listening to what 
our scout um, what girls in my troop wanted to do. And then I started listening to them and we started finding these crazy good ideas of what to do. And it's it really helps. It kind of takes a burden off your shoulder of what should we do at a meeting, for example. Oh, well, maybe we'll do this. It's it's helpful in general. Just take the advice and use it wisely. Very cool. So um, we have our summer of service going on all summer long here in the Cherokee Area Council. Sophia, can I ask you what some of the service projects that you and your troop have been a part of throughout the council, um, probably getting, beginning in May or so, what all have y'all been a part of? I know that some of my girls have been in the Scouting for Food, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. They, um, they participated in that. I unfortunately was not able to. And then I know that me and one one other female, Callie Mulkey, we both helped staff Twilight Camp for Cub Scouts. So not only were you able to participate in helping out with the Twilight Camp, which my kid attended, I'm sure that you probably had to deal with my kids while he was there. And then also you did scouting for food, but also we were able to do the National Cemetery. We were able to do flag placement out there. Now, Will, I know that you're a veteran. What does it mean to you? to you uh, as a scouter for us to be able to to go back in there after not being able to last year because of coronavirus to be able to go and do that service again this year it's always one of my favorite community service projects and we've we've done this uh last year was the first time break in service for good grief since uh since i was running cub scouts so it's been a long time it is great you get to see all your other scouting friends from out the council that you'll see everybody there and you'll get a, a chance during the course of the day to chat with them and tell stories on each other. But uh, for me, it's also personal when you can take a moment and you read the name on the stone and you, you place the flag and you step back and you just take a moment and you think about that person. And this year uh, was a little bit more difficult because we couldn't get as many people in there to do it. So a hearty few had to do a lot and we were there for most of the day and it was very fitting that we finished up in a section of the cemetery that was the unknown soldiers from the civil war and we had conversations with scouts there just i I enlightened them to that fact they didn't know the significance of these small little square stones that had nothing on except a number and so we talked about that and I said, why are we here today? I said, this is, you know, we're placing the flags here for Memorial Day to remember them. And I said, think about it. This, these people came down here during a national conflict and they didn't go home and their families never heard from them again. So it was very significant, sort of struck home a lot more this time around. It really did. We got to see at the top of the hill, they have the new marker for our, our latest Medal of Honor winner who was just interred two months ago. Uh, Desmond Doss is up there. Uh, we also have a Medal of Honor winner from the Spanish-American War. And that is, that's an unremembered conflict. And I went through a section there and uh, it was interesting because we had a history teacher with us. And I was like, we need to learn more about this conflict because we actually have some people here that we don't even think about that. You know, it's the Vietnam War, World War I, II, Korea, and now we got Desert Storm and all. But wow, there, there's more. And a lot of the people there, what, 55,000 uh, interred. Most of them, hey, they, they were fortunate. They returned home. They died of old age. We're still remembering them. They, they put themselves up at that opportunity that they, they could have died for their country. Fortunately, most of them came home. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, again, it's a learning process going through there. And, and I think I got to walk every square inch of it this year. Look what, forward to the rest of us coming out next year. <laughs> I tell you what's amazing to me, Will, is that, you know, I'm new to the council. I got here in September. And so I had heard about this Memorial Day flag placement for, for some time and uh, started to dig around because I really wanted to make sure we got a lot of good publicity for the great work that you and and scouts like Sophia and the girls that she leads in 1147 do. And I asked the very simple question, how many people participate in this? And because of the COVID restrictions on a federal level, not on a local level, um, we had to spread it over, I think it was three or four, maybe even five days. Um, so the next question I asked was, how many graves did we decorate? And the answer I got was all of them. And I asked, well, how many is all of them? And uh, someone on staff here called the cemetery. 
55,000, 55,000 graves were decorated because of Will and Sophia's leadership um, through these activities. And I just think that's an incredible testament to making sure that in Scouts, we continue to respect our country and work to ensure that there's a positive future and direction for that country. Yes, indeed. Well, Will, thank you so much for your service to uh, our community and for your service to scouting. Sophia, the same to you. Um, you've done a lot of, uh, of community service through your years. Uh, let me ask you, not just in community service, but your first class, your you know, just a couple of short ranks to go before you're working on your Eagle project and getting ready. What's next for Miss Sophia? Well, what's next is I'm pretty sure I'm going to try to help out an ordeal and I'm going to try to go to Cub and Partner and help out too with that and family camp. I try to go to as many Cub Scout events as possible to do service projects. I like helping in general because you talk to your friends while you're doing it and it seems like nothing. Mm-hmm. So what's uh, what's your next merit badges that you're working on? Right now I'm working on not many. I have 14 right now and I'm waiting for some to pass over from summer camp. So when we do our, what is it called? Um, Court of Honor. Court of Honor. So I'm waiting for that so I can get my star rank. And I think next, I want to work on things that relate to people, I guess, is how you would say it. I think it's more important to learn how to respect people and how to talk to people and know that person's position. And that's something I really, I really love to know Mm -hmm. what that person's going through. So do you think that you learn a lot of those skills, say, through your time in scouting? Um, just learning more and more about, um, you know, just how to deal with people and to, how to be able to embrace them. Yeah, the more people you talk to with scouting, the more people you know, and the more people you, the more people you know, the more people you know those experiences. And um, I love, I love when you know people's experiences. You know what happens to them. Even though I shouldn't say this, I put myself in that person's position, see what they went through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's truly sad, but other times it's really nice, nice because you feel that person's emotions. Even if you didn't go through it yourself, you learn. Sophia, what does it mean to be one of the first girls that gets to be a part of the Scouts BSA program? Because you've been with this for a while now. I've been with Scouts, I think, three years. I started, I think, the month it opened up to girls I entered. And I truly love it. And it you're representing a time of change because we the, the years that are in front of us no one's know what no one knows what's going to happen it's something that all all the females in B in scouts bsa is writing it's it's unknown what's going to happen because no scouts have not been female scouts have not been in scouts before have you started thinking about uh i'm assuming you probably want to shoot for being an eagle scout have you started thinking about what your opportunities for that might be I definitely want to be an Eagle Scout, just like my father, I think. And uh, it, I want to do something that helps the environment. Even that sounds really like everyone wants to do that. No, I want to help like cleaning maybe some this place because I really hate just kind of looking at when you're in your car and you're on the interstate, just seeing a bunch of trash out to the side. That's, that really just saddens me in general. I understand that human evolution is is it, there's human evolution, but we also have to look back at nature because they were here. It was here same time as us. We just evolved faster. All right. Well, Sophia, Will, we really appreciate both of you being on here. Sophia, you seem like you have a great head on your shoulders. And let me tell you this from one Eagle Scout to a future Eagle Scout. Don't just think about eagling out, but eagle up. Once an eagle, always an eagle, and make sure that you that that you continue on your scouting ways even a, even after you earn that rank. Okay, you got to promise me that. I promise, I'll, I'll I'll stay in scouts as long as possible. Awesome, and will you just keep doing what you're doing? All right, bud. <laughs> Guaranteed, we will do it. We will do it. For more scouting spotlights or to get your son or daughter involved in scouting, go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back with the final word, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. As we continue, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. It is time for Jared to sort of give us an update of what's been going on with the Boy Scout Cherokee Area Council. Absolutely. Thank you, Sean. Um, when Cubmaster Kyle came to me and he said, hey, 
don't you think we should do a summer edition of the podcast? Yeah. And I said, well, I mean, sure, Kyle, but what's that going to look like? And he says, well, I think you ought to give a state of the council address. Yes. And that's I what said, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. And, and I said to, to Kyle, no. <laughs> I said, I'm not a politician. That's how long the conversation uh, was. I don't want to do that, but I do want to share some of the, the big highlights because I've only been here for nine months. About six of those months have been in the calendar year 2021, and we entered this year as a scouting family with a lot of challenges. We had the COVID-19 challenge. You've got a lot of kids that weren't going to school in person, mm-hmm. and, and through the last few months, all of that has become uh, transitioning um, into hopefully being more back to normal, and I'm really proud. There's five things I want to bring up. The first is that... In support of the Chattanooga Area Food Bank, scouts, over 40 different troops collected over 5,100 meals worth of food through our Scouting for Food drive, and that was in May. And what's really interesting is that that particular effort worked to support the Chattanooga Area Food Bank's um, school backpack program for children over the summer. Yeah, which and I is, thought that was really neat because it's kind of like kids helping kids, right? Which was a, also a great um, kickoff to our summer of service that the entire the Cherokee Area Council, but the Boy Scouts of America in general are doing where we just we're trying to just wrap our arms around community service even more than we normally would, I feel like. So that was a great experience. Um, my pack 3177 in Ringgold, we um, collected a Jeep full and was able to bring it up there. And That's awesome. Thank had you. an absolute blast. Thank you. And just letting the kids be able to, because if you've never done scouting for food, what the kids have to do is actually go and put hangers on their neighborhood doors and ask their neighbors to donate food to it. And then they have to go and collect it. So to be able to see the kids from all ages going out and supporting each other to do that, to help others eat that wouldn't be able to this summer, I think was pretty awesome. Yeah, and and from talking to Melissa Blevins, the CEO of the food bank, she said that food insecurity it was actually at a at a, a heightened and elevated level because of the pandemic. So I thought it was great that you know scouts could kind of be working to help mm-hmm. um, collect food for kids that they're going to go to school with this fall. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Um, the second thing that I want to bring up as a bit of a highlight is continuing our summer of service that Kyle you just mentioned. For Memorial Day, we were able to decorate over 55,000 graves of veterans, service members, and their families. And the majority of that took place at the National Cemetery here in Chattanooga. But we did have ceremonies in Ringgold at the Ringgold Festival of Flags. Mm -hmm. We had them in Cleveland at various different cemeteries and then throughout i think jasper did one so we were kind of all over and so it may have been more than fifty-five thousand graves but um i just think it's great that our scouts were able to honor america and the service mm-hmm. of, of people in our community for doing that so i saw some tv coverage from that oh there, great there was a just a little bit of a few seconds video on news channel nine on the newscast and it showed uh scouts there i think on the side of the road there holds claw yeah so that mm-hmm. was yeah that was a part of it too Near that the was, national cemetery yeah and and we also uh, were able to help honor um the most recently passed medal of honor recipient from chattanooga charles coolidge that's what it was related to oh okay yeah and yeah. so um that's the park coolidge park mm-hmm. and so um lots of information and work out there in support of veterans and, and I, I may add that It was great because a lot of people don't know this. Traditionally, we would go and we would do this in one day, right, Kyle? Oh, yeah. They would probably participated. Every unit in our council would be just about every unit in our council would be there at the cemetery that morning. But what a lot of people didn't realize is that the cemetery is actually federal property. And because of that, we had to follow federal rules and regulations, which are a lot more stringent than local rules and and, and, uh, uh, and requirements in regards to Mm COVID-19. So we actually had to, instead of doing it on one day, we had to do it over, I think it was five days. Yeah, five days. There were only about 50 people allowed in at any given time. So there was an incredible amount of work put in by all those scouts during those few days. And so special thanks to them for doing that. And uh, I guess the third big point is kind of wrapping up right now. We are 
now in our fourth week of summer camp at Skymont Scout Reservation in mm-hmm. Altamont. Nearly 1,100 scouts and leaders are attending there or have attended already this summer. And, and I think what's really interesting about Skymont, a lot of people don't understand, is, yeah, you know, we've got these traditional activities, swimming, shooting sports, outdoor skills, which I think everyone would, uh, would think would take place at a Boy Scouts of America camp. But we also have a lot of workforce development related skills trainings up there, mm-hmm. including welding and blacksmithing, just to name a couple. And Kyle, you were up there just this summer. You probably got to see some of those. I was, yeah. I a uh, huge shout out to uh, a guy that I met up there named Jason, which was doing uh, a lot of forging with the kids and was doing some branding stuff with them and welding as well. And to be able to to see those the those life skills being taught and Jason just being like an extremely nice guy up there was was really cool to be able to to see the scouts being able to do that. And and kind of going back to this this uh, Americanism theme that we've been talking about a bit in these pride points, I was actually up there um, for the opening flag ceremony one day, and it really struck me because I think we had maybe 500 campers that week, mm-hmm. and they all assembled together first thing in the morning for opening flags, and we'll raise the flag and respect and honor America as a part of that, and. I think that's just a very unique opportunity, especially considering that a lot of our youth across America haven't been going to school through the pandemic. And to know that scouting believes that uh, honoring America is a priority, even during summer camp, I think is just a great testament. Very true. The fourth point that I wanted to bring up as a highlight is that so far there's been more than 5,700 hours of community service logged through 37 Eagle Scout projects so far just this year. So that's the first six months of the year we had 37 Eagle Scouts for 5,700 hours of community service. And I, I say that because, you know, Sean, you probably see some some news coverage from time to time of Eagle Scouts as they're working on their project or as they've earned it. But we don't think about that cumulatively together. Mm-hmm. You know, wow, here's 37 young people and they've led projects contributing 5,700 hours of community service. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, outstanding. And then lastly, very excited. We are going to have two young ladies there in queue right now to become our first female Eagle Scouts before the end of the summer. And so hopefully by August, we'll be awarding our first female Eagle Scout or two of them, which is actually about two or three years in the making. A lot of people don't realize that it's been two or three years since uh girls were allowed to have their own scouts and BSA Let me troops. tell you, that's that's them working hard because I know that as a youth myself, you start at 11, 12 years old, you know, working through the ranks of scouts BSA. And it was two days before I turned 18 before I was able to get my Eagle Scout. I mean, it took me that long to get it. It is a lot of work. So to be able to get it in that two and a half, three years that I think is with time restrictions and all that sort of stuff. I mean, that's really working hard to get through everything in that amount of time. How old are these ladies? I believe that the ones that I've I've heard of are 15, 16, 17 years old, most of wow. them. And what's interesting, Kyle, to your point is what I see is a lot of drive and mm-hmm. focus from these girls because they know they're the first ones. And so... You know, a lot of them had older brothers that participated in scouting that are an Eagle Scout that they look up to, that they really wanted to be able to earn that same level of achievement. And they're working tirelessly to get that going. And, and you know, I even saw some of them working at summer camp as counselors in training mm-hmm. this summer. I mean, they're jumping right in there. We know we just talked to Sophia Lima from 1147. Her uh, unit was up at Skymont the week that I was there. And to see how hard that they were working to win that crack skillet was incredible. And to see just everything that, I mean, Sophia was giving her time at Twilight Camp just a couple of weeks ago for two of our different districts. And she didn't have to do that. Right. That time was not helping her in any shape, form or fashion whatsoever to get to her next rank. She just did it out of the kindness of her heart and and I applaud all of our scouts, not just the females, but all of our scouts that just take the time to, to make that extra effort to help somebody else. Absolutely. So, Sean, those five things, and I know a lot of them are service related, but, you know, 5,100 meals provided, 55,000 graves decorated, 1,100 scouts and leaders at camp, 5,700 hours of community service and Eagle Scout projects, and two young ladies in queue to be Eagle Scouts. 
I don't know about y'all, but that seems like a lot to happen in just the first six months of the year. And mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see um, what July and on are going to bring, especially with being back in the schools this fall, doing some fall recruitment and hopefully doing our part as the Boy Scouts of America to help get America and the states of Tennessee and Georgia back to normal after this pandemic and be a part of that recovery, I think is going to be a massive opportunity for us. Right now, coming up July 29th, I wanted to bring this up. If you're a leader, we're having an all-leader summit at uh, OLPH, and you can get more details on our website, but we would love to see you there because it's going to be a great conversation about where our council is headed. That's right. We're going to talk about our council mission, our council vision, and the culture of scouting and what we need to be to put ourselves in a position to serve our community and the, the really the future of our community and the future of America for the better. So thank you for being a part of that for sure. Jared, for folks who want to seek out more information online, how can they do that? CherokeeAreaBSA.com is our website. You can also find us on Facebook. That's a great way to interact with us mm-hmm. by looking for the Cherokee Area Council, Chattanooga, Tennessee. There's actually two Cherokee Area Councils. One is in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So be sure to not subscribe to the Oklahoma one if you're from Tennessee <laughs> or Georgia, and you'll be able to find us. And uh, alternatively, you can also find out about this podcast, right, Kyle? That's right. You can just um, search Scout on Chattanooga on your favorite podcast supplier, or again, you can go to our website, CherokeeAreaBSA.com, to uh, find a link to our Facebook page and then past episodes. Man, this has been a great. I like this summer edition, mm-hmm. except for the questions you asked me. What I don't, I, those were a little suspect, but this summer edition's been fun. <laughs> well, I had I, you know, I caused you to pick up ten bonus points. So <laughs> the only I, thing I mean, sus, I had to ask questions. The only thing <laughs> sus about this is that you think that you should be a part of Frazier. Okay. <laughs> All right. oh, okay, I had to think long and hard about that one. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't have an index uh, of movies and shows that I could be a character funny. in like Sean. So <laughs> I uh, just <laughs> to wrap us up, I have just like a single one sentence Cubmaster minute. Oh, yeah. For this for this time around. You got 30 seconds. Cubmaster Kyle. <laughs> if you if you want to be able to enjoy a rainbow, just know that you've got to endure the rain first. Jared, any final words before we go? Hey, just thank you, Sean. You know, a lot of people don't know this, uh, but. This podcast only exists because Sean joined our board back at the end of last year and said, hey, have you ever thought about a podcast? And I said, no. And he said, well, let me tell you what Kyle will do it for you. And I'll host that (laughs) Kyle at uh, my studio. And so we record this particular session in the studio. And Sean, I know we've got almost 400 people listening to this every single month. And that number is growing that's all thanks to your idea and vision for having a podcast. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. Uh, you know, there's there's two things you need to do in a podcast. Number one, a studio. Number two, uh, a producer. And we got both of those. So it was a simple decision to put this together. And uh, certainly I've been, been enjoying it as well as I believe all three of us have. Yeah. It's been fun. And I know so. more about both of you now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's and, a good and, thing. And the next podcast, we'll learn even a little bit more about one another. Oh, no. We'll come up with some more questions. So is this where we just say, join us for the next summer edition in yes. 2022? There'll be, a, there'll be a part two to come in the near future. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Scout on Chattanooga. Go to the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page for any suggestions or comments about today's podcast. Click on the subscribe button at your favorite podcast platform for all future podcasts. For Jared Pickens, Cupmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Scout on Chattanooga, presented by the Cherokee Area Council BSA. To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGAScouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area. There are lots of ways to be a kid. My way is to take a road that's not easy. So it's a good thing I'm an adventurer. That's why I'm going to be a Cub Scout, because scouting will guide me to really big things. It will teach me to navigate the woods with confidence, and to navigate the world with confidence too. Scouting will show me a kid who is brave, trustworthy, loyal, and kind. A kid who is always prepared. 
a kid who is me. So scout me in.